So I guess I guess we're recording. <laughs> hey Hoff, why don't you start the show? Oh, maybe turn that down a little bit more. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hello everyone. I am so so happy to be a part of your lives once again for another month of obscure chatter featuring yours truly. Hello. I'm Terry Doty. And I'm a weirdo that you've decided to listen to, and I appreciate it very, very much. Oh my gosh. So April just kind of was here and there, wasn't it? I always remember the beginning of April, clearly, because um, I'm conceited enough to admit, like, oh, April 4th, that's my birthday. <laughs> and you guys were so, so sweet. And I also love whenever I get messages from y'all. So thank you very, very much. I very much appreciate it. You made my 38th birthday a memorable one. And I always feel like silly, <gasps> risque, when I say my age, because there are actors the same age as me, that are like, don't you tell people how old I am? Um, I get it to a point. <laughs> there are definitely moments in my career when I'm like, oh man, do you think it's because they know how old I am? <laughs> like there was a, a point where I realized age is definitely like much more present in my brain. I was recording with, um, no, I wasn't recording. I was at my new job, but I was on location, location at, um, this really cool studio in Addison, which is local to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And the guy that, who is just so super cool, he's like, oh yeah, anime, Funimation, da-da-da-da-da. I actually took a tour and this guy's like 23, 24. I actually took a tour when I was a kid. I'm like, wow. I mean, yeah, funny did start around like 97. Uh, in 97, I was 13. So I'm like, yeah, da-da-da, here, right on. And he's like, I saw this really old show. Oh, God, what was it called? Fairy tale. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, So I might have met this guy as a kid. And that's when it's like, wow. But anyways, yeah, uh... There's a really weird thing about my birthday where lately, these past couple of years, I try to keep it on the low key. I kind of do what my friend Buck does. And I think maybe I mentioned this in the previous show, uh, where like on the fives and tens, I, I do it up big. Like, so 40 will be like a bigger thing. And like 45 will be a bigger thing. And 35 was a bigger thing. I had a Viking funeral basically, but for my birthday. And 30, I, I went horseback riding and saw Winter Soldiers. I mean, that was a perfect day, really. Um, except for my friend learning on a horseback ride that she was allergic to horses. Uh, that's quite the thing to learn out in the country. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I decided to do this thing about just basically getting like I I always add things to my bucket list but I was like I'm gonna cross uh, I try to cross things off at least once a year on my birthday and Stephen just kind of casually is like okay so I want to give you a couple of options 
I'm not the person that you want to surprise. Uh, it's not that like, a, oh, she reacted badly or she hates getting pranked or something. And it's like, I never give the reaction I think people expect. Like when you expect like surprise, like you expect like, holy shit, you guys, I had no idea or something like that. If even if I'm genuinely surprised, it really does take a lot for me to be like, holy shit. Like my uncle surprised me with a truck on my 17th birthday. He woke me like uh, he lived like 200 miles away, like drove all night just to like wake me up like very early on a Sunday morning and be like, come outside. Like, Uncle Bill, what are you doing here? And I finally get out and uh, outside and he's like, ta-da, happy birthday. And I went, awesome. And then I went back inside and went back to sleep. And there was just a very strong thing throughout the day where my brother finally went, they think you hate it. I'm like, oh, dude, I think it's badass. But (laughs) I just don't react well to being surprised, especially if you've woken me up. So Stephen, knowing me better than literally anybody else in this world, uh, was like, so a thing on your bucket list is to ride in a helicopter. I've never ridden in a helicopter. I've always wanted to. He's like, I was going to take you for a helicopter ride and take you to this ranch. And the ranch is going to be like, like walkable. You get to like check it out. And they feed you a really nice like five course meal. And then they fly you back. I'm like, that sounds baller. Let's do that. And Steven's like, great. I'm in contact with this guy. He's really, really nice. And then the guy that ghosted him. And if you follow me on Twitter, you already know the, the not punchline, the end of the story. Uh, the reason they ghosted Stephen is like they died. They died in a helicopter crash. I, uh, I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, to where a friend of mine actually said, so like, oh, so like they literally ghosted him. I'm like, oh, boo. <laughs> it was funny, but boo. Um, yeah. So he's like, so do you want to consider some other stuff on your bucket list? And that's when I found the sensory deprivation thing on my list. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I don't think I had, I had, uh, really had that on my radar till I had watched the show Fringe way back when, which, If you're into sci-fi at all and you haven't seen Fringe, can you please watch it so I have someone other than Steven to talk about it with? Because, my God, I just refinished watching it, and I I will always love that show. It hit me a little different this time, but we can talk about that later. Um, Like, I just finished a rewatch this morning, and I was not okay for a good chunk of the day in a very, very different way. But yeah, um, so we, uh, Steven set it up with this guy that has this really cool place in Colleyville, I think. Um, but he was like this really like just chill guy that, uh, set everything up for us. Like when Steven and I were able to do it together, which apparently is like new for a lot of friends that do do this. Like I've got friends that do this like every week or like a couple times a week. We floated for an hour in darkness. Well, as much darkness as my glow-in-the-dark nails would allow. And it was cool until, like, my my body is like, 
I don't know about this. And I just started getting really anxious. And right when I finally sat up, that's when I was like, it's been an hour. So we get out, you shower off the salt water as much as you can. And um, the guy had this whole like birthday set up like that him and Steven had arranged. I got uh, a dozen roses and uh, like plates of meats and cheeses and cupcakes and a really nice little bottle of wine. It was really cool. And that's really all it needed to be. It was very simple. Um, that was a couple days before my birthday. And on my actual birthday, I got some soup dumplings from Dragon House in South Lake, which if you're local, it's so fucking good. Please try it. Um, and they deliver if, uh, you know, you're trying to stay safe or don't want to, you know, go to South Lake. Um, but it was a really chill birthday. And then, uh, the girls at work, found out on my birthday that it was my birthday because I didn't do like that Michael Scott thing where it's like, oh no, looks like someone brought in donuts for my birthday. It, uh, I just kind of was really chill about it. We had a rehearsal that day and my actors for that day found out it was my birthday, tried to sing me happy birthday, but everybody else at work's like, we're trying to work. So the next day they brought me a little aloe plant in this like unicorn planter and a little response the crown card and a very sweet little just spread of like Bonuelos chips, which Bonuelos are some of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that you could do them in chip form, which seems really stupid not to have known because it's just cutting the tortillas up um, or Bonuelos up. Uh, but it was delicious and got to hang out with some really cool people, uh, you know, the day after my birthday. I had a good time. Low stakes. Birthdays uh, traditionally are a bit of a mixed bag for me. And this year wasn't. I was very grateful for it. And again, a lot of very sweet messages that go a long way. Also had a few trolls just kind of be like, I would say happy birthday to you, but you blocked me. I'm like, but I still see it. So you decided to do that. But we won't talk about that anymore because I've already wasted a lot of breath on them. <laughs> Let's see, what else? I uh, I got myself a tattoo for my birthday, which makes, I don't know, after a certain number, you stop counting. And I've got more sessions lined up with other people. But I believe uh, Marcus, Marcos, I think his real name is Jeremy. I, for, I for, forget. It's been a minute. It's been quite a day, but I did want to make sure to do an episode for Obscure Chatter in, in April, October. Almost said October. Um, he had asked about uh, Hellraiser tattoo. Uh, but yes, I got the puzzle box, and it's something that I've always wanted. And it's by an artist that I got to meet uh, in November um, who kind of travels all over the place and is a guest artist. Uh, go to my Instagram, tdotally, if you want to see. Which, um, I'm being very brave saying that because uh, I really don't like to show off my tattoos that much. I I don't get them to show them off, but, you know, if I know that it's helping out the artist and visibility in their portfolio, I'm never going to complain. At that point, I am a canvas. Uh, you know, that they are trying to like promote their work and to get future work and as long as they're not jackasses I'm totally fine with it yes let's see you Terry recently showed off her new 
Ink from Hellraiser. Kick ass, by the way. Thank you. With tattoos, are there any other potential additions you'd love to get from other nostalgic properties in the future? Well, uh, again, having a few. I do have some that are just strictly, you know, personal. It's always weird. Even if it's like just a star or something on your hand or a little heart or something, it clearly meant something to you or it brought you joy. So when people are like, uh, why would you get a tattoo if it didn't mean anything? I'm like, Well, it meant something, even if that something, honestly, at the end of the day is boredom. I don't have to explain my fucking body to you, dude. Uh, so and also, please stop lifting up my sleeve to see my tattoos, stop touching me, and back the fuck off. It's not a COVID thing. It's a people thing. Fuck the fuck off six feet or more. Uh, but yes, I have uh, another tattoo lined up with the same guy that did my best friend tattoo of Wednesday Adams with me and my associate Sarah, uh, where I have the head um, and Sarah has the body. It's the same artist, and we have a really cool little thing coming up that you should just follow me on Instagram and keep up with that. Um, but yeah, uh, I've got a, a Slytherin cupcake tattoo uh, already. I've got a bunch of stuff. I've got a zombie pinup girl. Um, but then I have, you know, just like an octopus on my arm. I have a cardinal on my back. I've got all this stuff, and I'm always looking. Basically, I'm pale, and I want more things covering my arms that are not tans. Mm-mm-mm. And speaking of questions, what else do we got? From Amy, best cake. And why is it cheesecake? Amy, I have to be Like, if someone's like, hey, I made cheesecake, I'll definitely eat it. But I'm never like, I want cheesecake. Although I've had a couple of really good ones recently from uh, this place. I don't know if it's a chain or if it's local to here, but it's called Patriotic Pig. And they get all their desserts from this place called Willie's. Really good cheesecake. But, like, my birthday cake was this Neapolitan Tres Leche. Tres Leche is my passion. I love it. I've had the cupcakes for my birthday. Uh, but yeah, my birthday cake, if I had my way every year, would be Tres Leche. I love it. And the Neapolitan one was a really nice take on this. It's by this local bakery that I love called Claudia's. <laughs> I say Claudia. It's probably Claudia's. But uh, they're always just super nice. They love Steven. Um, and they're, they tolerate me. But it's the sweetest little bakery local to the the H-E-B area, which I live in. Uh, I've said too much, oh no. But uh, the Hearst Euless Bedford area. They're a great little bakery um, in in there. And uh, you get to support local business and get a really nice sugar hut. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But um, but that, me not liking cheesecake means there's more cheesecake for you. You're welcome. You're welcome. But let's see, what else did we get? We got some other questions. Oh, from Mario. Mario, longtime listener. Uh, frequent asker of questions. All of you are, though. I love it. Um, do you have any old TV shows you could watch over and over, even in 2022? If so, which ones? I mean, it's me. I haven't even mentioned this, but I am watching a show that I am going to self-edit, just so Steven doesn't have to beep it. 
It's a show Steven has never seen and I haven't seen in years. And it still holds up. I'm a big sucker for nostalgia. Like I just, uh, someone, oh, I think it was my friend Mike McFarlane. He sent me something. He's like, Daria is 25 years old this year. And Buffy's 25 years old this year. Like, oh my God. I will watch Daria all the time. I own it. I watch it anytime I can because I believe it's also on Paramount Plus. Um, so, you know, like even when you have maybe side total like tangent here, even if I have something, it baffles Steven. And like if it's on or if it's like in one of my cues, it's like if you have it, just put it in. I'm like, but it's right there. I don't have to take it out of the disc, anything like that. But uh, it's like, oh, so get rid of the disc. I'm like, no, I want to physically own it still. So leave me alone. But uh, Daria, knowing what I know now about voice acting, sometimes Daria's voice acting is really distracting. Uh, And not just the voice of Daria, but other people. (laughs) Like sometimes you can hear someone and be like, wow, they just grabbed literally the first person they saw outside the booth and went, here, say this. (laughs) We just need another voice right now. That kind of stuff. But I mean, I... Uh, knowing what I've done on some sessions as a director um, <laughs> to get uh, an episode or a, a show or a movie turned in, I can't really fault them for that. But uh, Buffy, Buffy, the last rewatch of Buffy, whatever your opinion is about Joss Whedon, uh, we're probably on the same page. Um, I, in, in that I think he... Uh, it's garbage. I'm just going to let that sit there for a second. So it makes some of his stuff. And here's where we could argue like, well, you have to separate the art from the artist. And like, sometimes that is doable. Other times it just isn't. And Buffy, through the lens of time and what we know now, is really hard. Like, you don't understand. When Buffy was out, I was obsessed with Xander. And Xander now is really hard to watch because he's just an entitled prick that (laughs) I just can't stand. Uh, Like, so time is fun. Spike's still great. I appreciate Spike more. I appreciate Charisma Carpenter's character, Cordelia. I pre- and obviously I still love Sarah Michelle Gellar, Allison Hannigan. But like just the overall show, it didn't age that well. I mean, but that's again my personal friend. Um, but like I had mentioned earlier, I wouldn't say Fringe is really old, but I mean some of the effects don't stand the test of time. But here's something that's really, really cool. And I wonder who else is just now experiencing this is revisiting things that were important to you and appreciating them in a different way. Um, I started Fringe with Steven and we've done, I think, one rewatch previously to the one that we just finished this morning. And between that last rewatch and this one, so many things have happened just to us personally as individuals and as a couple that um there were a f- there were a few episodes that we uh had to skip because we remembered what they were about and couldn't handle it 
You know what I mean? And that's not the fault of the show. It just says like where we are. We're always a work in progress. Um, but especially storylines having to do with, you know, uh, people having dementia or losing a child or the father-son relationship between John Noble's character and Joshua Jackson's character. Uh, I mean, just thinking about this morning, um, we finished, we always try to, uh, Stephen gets up early with me, even though he doesn't have to. So we can have breakfast together when we know we're not going to see each other at all during that day. Isn't that sweet? Because I try to get him not to do it. So he sleeps, but he's like, but I want to have breakfast with you. So we always have breakfast together. And I had to delay getting ready because I was just like him and I were just crying at, you know, seven in the morning over a show that ended almost a decade ago. That's the beauty of entertainment and storytelling that uh, just depending on where you are, you just appreciate it differently. Like that happened with uh, a movie that Stephen had never seen. Um, And... I was obsessed with this movie, and I still am, but as I was showing him this movie, uh, which was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I <laughs> it hit my brain a totally different way. And if you know anything about that movie, you might be learning a little bit <laughs> too much about me just in that statement. But um, it just hit really, really differently than it did when I initially watched it and fell in love with it. Um, but it's one of those movies that... Yeah, I don't know. But other television shows, like, I Love Lucy, I watched all the time as a kid, especially a latchkey kid. Um, So anytime that's on, but of course, there are still episodes where I'm like, oh, this didn't age well. (laughs) Um, But that's with anything, really. Uh, But Fringe is the big one that stands out. Daria, other television shows. I do like, I do like a lot of stuff. I don't know. Like, and I have so many services right now. Um, I'm watching Picard and between the first season and the second season, um, I completely rewatched next gen, which is a big deal for me growing up. Um, but yeah, you just kind of like, Oh, I didn't catch stuff this way. Please. Nostalgia train. I could go on and on forever, but thank you for asking Mario. Jean asks, if you could travel back in time, what time period would it be and why? Uh, you know, we, we've always done these little, like, questions, you know, from, like, uh, uh, like, I always lump this question in when, with, like, uh, when you were in school and you would be like, you know, if my name wasn't Terry, what would it be? Or, like, if my name wasn't Lindsay, what would it be? Or blah, blah, blah. And... No one ever had an answer for what my name would be, <laughs> aside from Terry. They're like, you just look like a Terry. I'm like, I I guess that's cool. Sorry, a little bubbly break. Um, which I love bubbly. Topo Chico, again, I've maybe mentioned this before. I've definitely mentioned this on social media. Topo Chico's really hard to find. Um, so I've been venturing to different sparkling waters i know mineral waters i know what a weird thing to be into but i've uh yeah um i also had my first run in with a coworker in that i drank his topo chico and that was like a giant event where like to this day 
I say to this day, I've only been working there for three months. Uh, he was kind of gives me this, uh, you drank my Topo Chico. We are enemies for life. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I've been drinking bubbly a lot just to trick my brain into thinking I had a soda and also liquid death, which sometimes the, the, just the packaging or whatever is a little like, oh God, but I've liked every flavor that I've had. So maybe I'm just one of those people that's like, oh God, this is so stupid. And then I get like an entire case of it. And I say, maybe that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what's happening right now. But anyways, in that respect of uh, what time period would you travel to and why, I've never had an answer for this question because I always look at it through the lens of what I look like now. I'm a heavily tattooed, green-haired, full-figured, half-Mexican woman. I kind of think, even though things are a little iffy right now, I kind of don't really want to risk going back in time. Um, when, uh, I will say it's a horrible thing to reference, but I remember learning in school about the 1940s Zoot Suit Riots and really learning what that's about and everything. And I was always fascinated by that era. Um, I would, I don't know if I would want to travel to that time, but whenever I think of a time period, that's the one that comes to mind. Um, just a very fascinating turn of events. And if you don't know anything about it, Zoot Suit Riots, it's more than a song. (sighs) But thank you for your questions. And let's see, what else? We had a couple of cast announcements since the last time. I alluded to the Tiny Tina's Wonderlands thing in the last episode because I wasn't sure if I could talk about it. And it was like the next day that I asked my agent about it. He's like, are you kidding me? Everyone's talking about this stuff. Like, just say it. I don't care. And they don't care. It's out. So it's this really cool video game that, uh, you know, has Wanda Sykes, Will Arnett, Andy Samberg, all these amazing other actors, especially actors that I've been working with for years now. We all got to be in a really random video game. Um, And uh, it was... Sometime last year that I was asked by the voice director to audition, and uh, they gave me the reference of um, a character from Space Ghost. Is that, not that, or, oh my god, Drax? But anyways, I kind of leaned into the lisp that I've spent years and years trying not to put in and I started doing this like really weird thing with my jowls and talking like this and that became my goblin voice. I auditioned for it. I didn't hear for a little while and it was actually while I was at my mother-in-law's funeral that it's like hey you got it and it was a really weird like a somber time but like that's nice and I felt like Judy would have, you know, my mother-in-law would have been like, hey, good for you. So it was kind of like a, hmm, that that felt nice. And I recorded about four hours on it. I could only record an hour at a time because it was so stressful on my voice. Um, And uh, I'm listed as Goblin Witch, but I play a bunch of different goblins. And I had, 
you know, friends of mine, <laughs> like, message me. They're like, heard your goblin. <laughs> like, made me feel good. It was fun. And also, when you can make the writers laugh, uh, that's always a good sign. And I got to work with my friend Jamie, who also directed on it, Jamie Markey, as well as Joel McDonald. It was just, it was a blast. Um, so I'm glad that that's out, and that's a really cool thing. Um, also, another thing that wasn't announced, but I saw, like, I have a Google alert on my name, and somebody brought it up. That's the thing about certain anime things, especially, where it's like, uh, there wasn't an announcement, and I have, like, a fan that's already seen something that's like, hey, congrats on this. I'm like, how do they know? Oh, my God. They must have, like, broken an NDA to talk about it. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's been out for, like, two years. Oh, I wish someone would have told me. Um, but, um... Along with many things that I've done uh, from the beginning, uh, which includes Frankie, uh, Luffy's seahorse, a couple of soldiers here and there, a couple of mothers running away from disaster and all this stuff in One Piece. Um, I'm now Charlotte Amand in One Piece, which she actually lets me get to relax my voice and be all dead and dead inside and everything and the director of those episodes uh anthony bowling he actually texts me because we are friends um that she's basically if someone tried to draw jinji ito character in one piece or uh if if uh you know jinji ito drew drew one piece um so uh, she's really pale and beautiful, and she's got a wonderful beach hat. I love her very, very much. So keep a lookout for more on that. Um, let's see, what else? <gasps> Total geek moment, but uh, Laura Limpus is back, which that returned last weekend. And I really need more people to get into that because I'm bugging people at work, and they're not catching up on the clues that I need other people to catch up on webtoons as well as buying the graphic novels because it's back and it is gorgeous. Rachel Smythe is amazing. And uh, we follow each other on Twitter and she's so damn cool. And please read Laura Olympus. It's beautiful. If you're a mythology dork, you'll love it. If you're not a mythology dork, you'll just be floored by the references that are flying over your head, but it doesn't matter because it's a beautiful story. Sometimes there's music, sometimes there isn't. Please, please check it out. Let's see. Hmm. It was... I mean, life life is fun in that, you know. There's been a lot of great stuff that's happened this month, but a really weird thing that happened actually a couple days ago is I've been working as an actor since I was about 14. And I, I I get to say that because, you know, I did like stand up and did like community theater and all that. But as a voiceover artist, I've been working for about 14 years, 14 years as of like 2008, April, 2008. And it's been a big learning curve, but I had this giant thing happen a couple of days ago where, pardon me, some... <laughs> someone really fucked up my ears. And actually, uh, I didn't realize how much it affected me until I put on the headphones to do this uh, episode, is um, I'm still kind of feeling the effects of it. What happened is I was recording, and this person did not 
really know about sends <laughs> or appropriate levels for the human ear. So what hit my ears was the equi- equivalent of a live concert. Uh, after it happened, I basically kind of had trouble focusing and uh, learned later, like, uh, it was close to a concussion. I did kind of get monitored by Stephen. Uh, I've had a few concussions in my time, my 38 years. And once you get a concussion, it's easier for you to get them. It's easier. So lucky me. Uh, but you guys are so jealous how easy it is for me to get a concussion now. But you can also get that just from powerful sound as well as physical head trauma. So I was really worried about that. But there were just points where, like, my friend is, like, talking to me, and I'm just not grasping what he's saying. And that's when I kind of knew that there was a problem. Like I, l- like, I literally almost left because I was just in so much pain and so, like, completely gobsmacked by how loud and how much my ears were ringing and all this stuff. And it seems so trivial, but it's that thing, not like, not fully on the same thing of like mental health not being taken seriously because you can't see it. But like when it's internal or audible or something like that, it just kind of gets blown off really easily. Like when I got a skull fracture from getting hit by a car, uh, again, aren't you jealous? Um, nobody checked my skull when I, got, I woke up and was taken to a hospital. And I'm partially deaf in my right ear. And um, I don't know if I've ever fully admitted to that. Uh, I think I did on that anime show. I think I talked about it here and there. But as I get older, people tend to lean into the, my right ear and talk to me. And it's like, a, not that ear. No, no. And I've considered getting the headphones that adjust the ears individually. That kind of deaf. (laughs) And it just, this whole experience just hit me in a really fucky way. It sucked. Um, And I had a lot of feelings about that. So I made sure that a lot of other people knew about those feelings. And we'll kind of see if some stuff gets resolved from that. And if it doesn't, I won't be shocked. And if it does, I will be very shocked. But it's just one of those things where it's like, (sighs) we're all learning or whatever. But please don't hurt your actors. Please. I mean, even if it was an accident, maybe kind of warn an actor that um they might they might be uh walking away from a session deafer maybe or you know just don't do that uh (laughs) i know at least two of you were like what the fuck is she talking about uh let's see um oh another tv show that i'm watching i had mentioned picard i'm watching moon knight ah please Someone hit me up on my Twitter. I need to check on that. It's so fucking good. Um, I also realized on the 18th that that was my dad's birthday. And it's kind of, uh, you know, passage of time or whatever. Because I realized I kind of freaked Steven out. I'm like, you are now older than my dad ever was. And he's like, ooh. (laughs) Um, My dad died when he was 41. Uh, and he would have been 60 this year on April 18th. And it's just kind of a weird thing. Some 
And for those of you who have lost someone, I apologize. I'm not trying to be callous. This is my own experience. I'm a jaded person sometimes, but uh, for me, and if this is triggering, um, please feel feel free to kind of skip ahead. Um, but uh, for me, it varies year by year. And especially if it's a really bad year, I'm, I wish that I had, you know, the parent that really got me around to just kind of vent to. But, you know, life doesn't work out the way you want it to all the time. Rarely, actually, does it. So I'm just lucky and I feel very grateful to have resolved a bunch of child shit uh, the little bit of time that he and I had kind of reconnected and all that. But this year, I wasn't super, like, sad. I just... I felt like there's been a lot of stuff going on and I just really wish he'd been there to like have a beer with me and like just have a good bitch session with. That would have been really nice. So I miss you, you old bastard. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, if you follow Steven on anything, Instagram or Twitter or whatever, be sure to, you know, Kind of let him know that you're proud of him, because I'm proud of him. He's going back to school. When we finished that anime show, actually our last episode of that anime show, Stephen was doing homework to finish out his bachelor's. Stephen's back in school. He's going in for his master's. Isn't that neat? I think it's neat. I'm proud of him. Not just because he's listening right now. But maybe because he's listening right now. <laughs> We were talking earlier about just the randomness that is life. Uh, been still getting as many deliveries as I was like in the middle of the heavy pandemic, you know, before like a vaccine existed and all this stuff. But, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's just gotten worse with like the delivery people blocking the door. So I kind of watch them now. I tr still try to make sure that they just leave it at the door. I don't want to meet anyone at a door unless it's raining. Um, but the guy dropped off our food a few, uh, like a couple weeks ago. I think I posted about it. And as I'm getting my food, because I always wait for them to leave, I see that he's across the street in my neighbor's yard getting vines off of my neighbor's fence. And he's just cutting vines. And I take a photo of this, and he just waves at me and gets back into his car. And I actually called Uber Eats. I was like, uh, I don't, I just feel like this was weird. And the guy just, the call center guy just kept laughing. He's like, so you got your food? I'm like, I got my food. I'm just really confused because, like, is that not illegal? And he's like, oh, it's illegal. <laughs> but, um you're okay. I'm like, yeah, I was just giving y'all a heads up that that's super random. But anyways, that just, I forgot about that. And like, I, I always kind of carry notes with me for obscure chatter, especially on these solo episodes. And that was just such a weird thing, y'all. Like, what was that? <sighs> Thank you for your questions uh, that you sent me via Obscure Chatter's Twitter and, uh, which is run by Steven and myself. Um, so I really, really do appreciate that. There have been other things that have happened to just within the industry. And 
uh, to acquaintances and friends that people have asked me to comment on. And uh, honestly, no, <laughs> I I don't want to do that. Uh, I will say that I feel like a big change is coming when it comes to voiceover. And I'm optimistic, but I'm also a cynical asshole. So if you're a fan or someone that's trying to get into the industry, please be patient. And also, yeah, I just, I really don't know where I'm going with this because I felt like I had like, okay, like total real time. Like there was a, a big thing about like remote sessions going away and no, I don't think it's a good idea to make it not an option anymore. Uh, I had a booth well before the pandemic, but I was super fucking grateful I had one at the start of the pandemic. That's for goddamn sure. Sure. Uh, but devil's advocate, I also know what a murder it is on a mixer to be mixing with like 43 plus rooms in mind. It's just madness. So... I'm of two minds about it. If there's someone that literally can't come in or that you really want to cast and isn't local or just doesn't feel safe coming in, I think we should be able to listen to them and be like, I hear you. Uh, can I get a true test of your room? And if your room isn't safe, if we find you a zero contact studio, would you be willing to go there? where you'll interact with absolutely no one. Those studios still exist. My husband is a producer at one, for God's sakes. And, you know, do all of that. But we are in such an excellent age of technology that we can't just fully go back to only studio work, like professional studio. But again, business daddy's got to business daddy. And so if business daddy has paid for a bunch of booths, and they're not being used, <sighs> there's something called ROI, which is return of investment. It's a thing. So where am I going with this? I have no fucking clue. But these are real conversations that I've had with at least 20 of my friends over the past like two months. It's bananas. I've gone into studios. I work at an agency that has a full running live set and a vocal booth. I still do remote for some studios. Uh, I, I just, and I also help out friends. Um, it's just, uh, organized and unorganized chaos somehow at the same time. And at no time at all. So I don't know where we go from here. But I got a lot of feelings about it. And you need to feel my feelings. You feel me? <laughs> what a weird way to start wrapping this up. I know. But with this birthday, I am definitely... This birthday that just passed. The most I'm feeling right now is grateful for the support system that I have in place. And that I get to do something that I know I fucking rock at and get paid a decent salary for. And I've got I've got a roof over my head. I've got tres leche in my belly. Not not right now, unfortunately. 
Um, I got a guy that I love that loves me for me. And I got a really shitty dog that's pretty great most of the time. <laughs> there, there could be worse things. So you listening to this are also something that I am grateful for. Someone that I am grateful for. Because without you, Obscure Chatter wouldn't keep going. And also, you wouldn't be giving me the opportunity to be a part of your life. I appreciate that. We will be back with another solo episode in May. So, I appreciate y'all keeping on, keeping it on uh, with me and me alone. And until next time, read good shit, watch good shit, and just try not to be a shit. Bye, guys.